0: Hello everybody, it's Melissa, I am back and I am coming to you from my closet as usual, which is in disarray right now because we are packing and I am super excited because we're moving on Monday. Uh, I'm not so excited that we are moving into an Airbnb. We're going to be in an Airbnb for three weeks because basically our closing dates on our homes aren't lining up. We have to be out of here. Um, the house that we're selling, uh, sooner than the house that we're buying is going to be ready for us to move into. So alas, we had to get an Airbnb. It is what it is. I was super stressed out about it at first and I was like freaking out and I, I still a little bit, I'm stressed out about it, but that's just because I don't know. It's a, it's a new environment. I don't want to live in an Airbnb for three weeks. Basically. I don't want to, it's not my house. I don't know it. I don't, you guys know, you know, it's a comfort thing. It's going to feel like I'm staying at someone else's house for three weeks. And I don't like that. Um, I'm going to try to navigate it by, um, bringing items with me that will make it feel more like home. So for instance, uh, I don't like using other people's dishes and silverware. It gives me the ickies. I have a very prominent, uh, germ phobia. could be OCD. I've never been formally diagnosed, but I think I check a lot of the boxes, uh, for that type of OCD. But, um, I... Yeah, I don't want to eat off their dishes or use their cookware, especially their silverware. No, thank you. I don't know whose mouth that fork has been in. Yeah, I know it's been washed. And yes, I know I eat at restaurants sometimes and I do use their silverware, but I am not happy about it. If I could bring my own silverware to restaurants without seeming like a complete crazy person, I probably would. Uh, This is an area where I bend to social convention a little bit because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to seem quite that weird. Maybe not yet. Maybe in the future, I will just be like, you know what? Screw it. Who cares? I want to bring my own fork and spoon and knife. You know, it's another weird thing about me in restaurants. I never want to drink out of their glasses. And I always bring my own uh, water bottle. (laughs) Uh, And some restaurants don't let you do that. I've been in a couple restaurants that actually made me bring my water bottle back out to my vehicle, which I thought was stupid. I'm like, why can't I drink my own water? Like you're going to bring me your water. Why can't I just drink my water? It's so weird. So I don't know why that's a rule. It seems ridiculous to me. Um, But whatever it is, what it is, I don't like drinking out of glasses that other people have drank out of. Uh, Even in my own home. Oh, man, I'm really getting into my my this isn't what this episode is going to be about, but maybe it is what this episode is going to be partially about because I'm going on a tangent about it, but like, um, uh, yeah, even in my own home, I love the people I live with dearly. I love Gray. I love my daughter, but I don't love their germs. And so, Most of the time at my house, I drink out of my water bottle, too. I do... I use the same silverware and dishes and everything as they do. Um, But my water bottle is, like, my... I'm really weird about drinking out of other people's uh, glasses or water bottles or anything like that. It's, like, just a huge, 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 huge no-no. To me, I just can't. Um, And so I guess that includes at home with my own glassware. And if I do drink out of it, I kind of, like wipe it down, rinse it out. I don't know. I don't know why I'm like this. It's just, it's a thing. So anyway, the Airbnb is going to be a little triggering in that way, but I've already decided like, Hey, I'm going to bring some of my own, um, kitchen, you know, dishes, utensils, whatever I need from the kitchen. I'm going to try and stick to my, um, morning and evening routines as much as possible, even though I'll be in a different environment. I'm bringing my own pillow, Um, I'm thinking about bringing, oh, I was going to bring my own sheets and blankets, but their um, mattress there is a king size and we have a queen size. And so I'm like, oh man. Uh, Ooh, maybe I can let my daughter sleep in the king size though. And Gray and I could sleep in the queen size. I didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that because I want my own sheets and my own blankets. I don't like using other people's sheets and blankets either. This is, it's especially at airbnbs hotels you know i don't like it either at hotels but most hotels honestly like their linens smell very clean and like bleachy almost and i adore that i'm like "Mm, this smells fresh it smells like it really got like sanitized and i know that they take great care i don't know what the airbnb people are doing did they actually wash these sheets and blankets i know they probably didn't wash the comforter I don't want that. I don't want it. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to sleep in the queen bed so I can bring my own bedding. Yeah. I think I just made that decision right now on this podcast episode. Um, and I'm going to have to clean when I get there and everything, just cause I'm like, I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't know how well it's been cleaned. I'm sitting on somebody else's couch. Who else sat here? What did they do on it? It's hard. It's, it's going to be rough it's going to be a little rough. But anyway, so that's what's happening. Um, We're packing, we're moving, we're staying at Airbnb for three weeks. Hopefully we can move in. Uh, We might have to extend our stay a teeny bit. Everything's kind of up in the air right now, which is (laughs) so not stressful for things to just be up in the air and we don't know anything. Uh, I can't plan ahead. It's fine. So I've been having a hard time a little bit. I think I said a couple episodes ago that we were over the stress hump and I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. We are not over the stress hump. A lot of things have continually been happening. And, uh, this is a very complicated process with a lot of steps and things keep kind of, we keep hitting walls here and there, but it's, you know, everything has worked out so far. We were, we really are on the home stretch now. I think, not to say that there won't be more stressful moments because I I feel like there probably will be, but we're getting closer to the end. At least that's what I can say about that. Okay. Anyway, sorry for that big old fat tangent about uh. My weird OCD tendencies. I don't know if I want to call them weird because. I, okay, I don't know if I want to call them weird. Should I call them weird? Because weird to who? Like, it's normal to me, but it's just weird to everyone else, probably, or most other people, unless you're a person that thinks like me. Then you're probably like, that's not weird at all. So it's all relative, right? It's all about perspective. So I will just say my way is one way of looking at things, and it is the germophobic way, and that is fine. Anyway, moving on. There are a couple of different things I wanted to talk about today. Um, first thing being, uh, I just rewatched Free Solo, one of my most favorite documentaries. I feel like it would be my favorite documentary if, okay, this is, if we, if we exclude all space documentaries, I know there are a lot of documentaries that I really love about um, space and like the space race era in general. Ooh, and the Challenger documentary, you guys, on Netflix, if you haven't watched that yet, I've watched that like four billion times. Uh, Love that documentary. But okay, excluding all space documentaries, Free Solo is my favorite documentary. I've watched it multiple times. Uh, If you don't know what Free Solo is, it is a documentary about a uh, rock climber named Alex Honnold, and he free climbs. It's about his journey to attempt to free climb um, El Cap in Yosemite. And El Capitan is like this huge granite wall that no one has ever free soloed. And free soloing is just climbing by yourself with no ropes. So he's climbing without a rope. It is a treacherous watch. I am on the edge of my seat every single time I watch it, even though I know it turns out fine. Um, So there's a reason I'm talking about this, (laughs) not just to underline the fact that if I find a thing that I really love, I will watch it over and over and over and over again uh, forever. Uh, But we all know that that's a thing that autistic and ADHD people do, right? That's not a surprise. So. That is a thing that I have done with Free Solo. Saw it the first time in uh, IMAX, which was really cool. I don't like to watch too many things in IMAX because sometimes I can get, like, a little bit weirdly dizzy or motion sick uh, from stuff like that, but with Free Solo it was okay. But it was a really cool experience because some of the uh, videography in that documentary is just beautiful. Some of the shots that they get of Yosemite and of El Cap and of the whole climbing experience is like gorgeous. So it was very um, aesthetically pleasing to my eyes, and uh, it's just a great documentary. Oh my gosh! So anyway, saw it the first time, loved it. Loved not only the documentary, but I loved. Alex Honnold. I was like I just love this guy. Like I am not I'm not a rock climber. I'm not interested in rock climbing. Okay, wait. That's a that's a little bit of a fib because Gray and I did have a membership to our local climbing gym for like a year and we went pretty often and I really enjoyed climbing in there but I'm not a rock climber. That does not make me a rock climber. I am very, uh, scared of heights. I don't feel like I would ever climb a mountain, like, outside. I feel like I enjoyed climbing in a rock climbing gym because it was a very controlled and safe environment, and I felt like it was gonna be okay. Even then, it gave me a a pretty good adrenaline rush just because I am afraid of heights and, uh, afraid of falling from heights, specifically. Uh, so... Anyway, but that being said, I'm not a rock climber. I'm I'm not a person who's like into that kind of thing. Now I do enjoy watching human feats. This is a thing that like I'll watch anything about someone doing something really cool and that like pushes the boundaries. I love stuff like that. But for some reason I globbed onto Free Solo. I was like, I love this and I love this guy. This guy is great. Why do I love him so much? I don't know. But like I just felt a connection, I guess, with Alex Honnold. I was like, yeah, he's kind of a weird dude in certain ways, but I like feel like I get it. And I feel like there there's just something about him that I'm drawn to. So I put that in your pocket, right? This is like a few years ago that I first saw that I don't remember when this documentary came out. More than a few years ago probably. Maybe it was like 2018. I don't know, but it was a while. It was years ago. So how many years ago was 2018? Four years ago. I think it was around then. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is this is before I knew I was autistic. This is before autism was even on my radar as a thing that I may be. So, um, or have, or however I just said that was kind of weird. I'm sorry. Um, And I've watched it several times since then, but I have not watched Free Solo since autism was on my radar or since I got my diagnosis. And I rewatched it the other day, now knowing more things about myself and knowing more things about autism. And I rewatched Free Solo and I realized... That I strongly, 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 strongly suspect that Alex Honnold is autistic. He is on the spectrum. He has to be. He has to be, you guys. Well, for one, in the documentary, they say, they point out, his mom actually says that his dad, Alex's dad, who was passed away um, by the time this documentary was made, uh, was what would be considered Asperger's. And so she points that out. It's just a small blip in the documentary. They don't go deeper into it or anything like that. Uh, I caught that when I watched it. And when I rewatched it, like, whatever time, however many times I did that before. And I I caught that detail and I was like, huh, that that's interesting. Like, I didn't really think much of it, but I just it caught my attention that his dad was on the spectrum. Uh, but I didn't think of it any further than that. Now watching that documentary through this new lens that I have and the new, uh, ASD radar that I seem to have, because now I feel like I can pick out autistic people. I can just pick them out. I can be like, oh my gosh, that person, I'm, that person is very spectrumy. Um, uh, and of course like it's not a thing that you go around like saying to people like, but you know I, i'm sure some of you out there know what i'm saying where it's like oh okay yeah i i get it and so now rewatching that documentary with this viewpoint uh i can totally see it and it's so funny how like i couldn't pinpoint why I was so drawn to this person in particular. It wasn't the documentary that got me. Actually, it was him plus the documentary because there are plenty of documentaries about climbing that are really cool. Um, I actually tried to watch others after I watched Free Solo. People were like, oh my gosh, watch this one. This one's called The Dawn Wall. Watch this one. Watch this one. And I'm like, cool. And I tried and I was like, man, these are, these are great and they're okay and everything. But like, I always went back to free solo, super, super drawn to it. And now I'm like, now I know why. Because I am noticing that throughout my life, a pattern of being drawn to people who are probably likely also autistic or at the very least have a lot of autistic qualities and traits hang on I gotta pause okay sorry I had to pause because I heard a door slam out in my house and uh I am home alone or I'm supposed to be home alone uh but I yeah that freaked me out so I had to go investigate and I so I went out there with my scissors (laughs) in my underwear. Cause I'm in my underwear right now because it's hot. It's really hot here. Uh, and, uh, I didn't see anyone. Luckily I didn't want to stab anybody in my undies. That is not how I wanted my day to go. So I don't know what that sound was. It sounded like a door slamming, but my dogs didn't bark or anything either. So I don't know what's going on. Anyway, sorry about that pause, but all I was trying to say is uh, I don't really remember where I was at with what I was talking about. But I guess to sum up, I find that I am inadvertently uh, attracted to... When I say attracted to, I don't mean it in like a romantic way. I mean just like I am attracted to that person in a way that's like... I find them interesting. I find them intriguing. I connect with them. Um, So I am attracted in that way to other autistic people or people who I suspect may be autistic or characters who are based on, um, autistic, uh, I guess uh, the, the one that popped into my head was Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. And I know I've talked about Sheldon before on uh, this podcast a lot, but that is a person who in particular, I was super drawn to. Uh, he's not a real person. Obviously he's a characterization of a person, but, um, I was drawn to his character. I was like, Oh my gosh, I relate to this guy so much in so many ways. And I just thought he was like super, uh, super relatable. And so I enjoyed watching him because he's not conventional. Uh, but he, neither am I. And I'm like, this is nice to like, see another person who has some of the same quirks that I do. Of course his are very much, uh, played up in the show and exaggerated, you know, it's for comedic value. I know some people are rubbed the wrong way by the Sheldon character, but like, all I'm trying to say is that before I knew I was autistic, I was somehow drawn to that Sheldon character. And then realizing that I was autistic, getting my diagnosis, and then knowing more about autism and looking at the Sheldon character and then realizing that he is supposed to be autistic on the show he and some people have quabbled with me about this and been like oh well they never say Sheldon's autistic but he he is he's based on an autistic person uh one of the writers and creators of the Big Bang Theory his name's Bill Prady he is autistic and he based Sheldon on himself so Sheldon is a." Uh, reflective of an autistic person, his, his characteristics, his mannerisms, his traits. Uh, so, and I, that never dawned on me. I just thought like, oh, this guy is funny. And like, I really relate to him and I'm attracted to to his qualities and stuff. So, uh, it's funny to just like obtain a diagnosis and then look around and be like, oh wait, some of my most favorite people that I connect with the most, uh, are either, on the spectrum for sure or you you look at them and you're like oh you can sort of um surmise that that they might be or that they at the very least have a lot of autistic qualities you know you can have a lot of traits of autism without actually being autistic but i don't know how common that really is i feel like when you have enough of them when when you add up enough of them it adds up to autism right um so anyway. That's my little, that's my little rant about that, about Free Solo and about kind of being, uh, having that realization and being like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I highly, I highly recommend that documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. Anyway, I said that there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk about today, but I think, um, I talked a long time about that I didn't, I didn't intend to talk about free solo for that long, um, but it turned into kind of like a whole episode length. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about, I'm just going to make its own episode. So stay tuned for that. And I need to get back to packing anyway. Goodness gracious there. You know, you don't realize how much stuff you have until you start packing. Uh, I'm a really organized person, so kind of everything is put away nice and neatly. But when you so, I'm like, I look around and I'm like, yeah, we don't have that much stuff. But really, you start like pulling it out of places, and you're like, damn, I have a lot of things. I don't need this many things. Uh, I I know I'm I'm thinking about going more minimalist with my life. I want to watch that show. There's a show on Netflix about um, minimalism. And I've had it on my watch list for a while, but I'm kind of afraid to watch it. It's the same with that Marie Kondo tidying up show. Uh, I'm afraid to watch those because I might. Sometimes I'll, I'll get too overly zealous about an idea like that and I'm afraid of what might happen if I watch a show like minimalism or tidying up where I might go overboard and just try and get rid of everything I own because you know I work in extremes I don't do anything partially I'm like if I'm gonna do this I'm doing it all of the way and so I'm a bit scared of myself but I do need to downsize some stuff. So maybe I should just jump in and watch those shows and just like get rid of everything I own and just wear like, well, I already wear the same like three outfits all the time. So that's not an issue, but I have all these clothes. Okay, I'm about to go on a tangent and then I'm really going to end the episode, but I'm sitting in my closet right now. I'm getting ready to pack up all my clothes and I'm looking and I'm like, what do I need to bring to the Airbnb? We're going to be there for three weeks. And I'm like, honestly, this isn't going to be hard because I wear the same few like handful of things over and over and over and I'm like looking at my closet and I'm like why do I have all of these clothes I never wear but it's so hard for me to get rid of them because I feel like I will wear them I bought it because I like it but it's just not a thing that I regularly wear uh so that's a conundrum but I really don't need all of these clothes I really stick to very much the same things all of the time. So I don't know. Ugh, dang. I just need to, yeah, 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 yeah. S- uh, packing, moving. It it makes you think about so many things, doesn't it? It's a, it's a transition. I get a little sentimental when I move, uh, but that's a whole other topic I'm not going to go into. Okay. So anyway, I'll let you guys go. After I tell you about the Patreon, uh, it's $5 a month. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's just a way to support creators and you get perks in return. So for $5 a month, you can go on over to my Patreon page, join over there, and that gives you access to the Discord server that we have going. Discord is like sort of a, uh, like a online message board not message board what would you call what would you guys call that it's like an online platform where you can talk to other people basically um so everyone on there is a listener of the show everyone's autistic or at least suspected that they're autistic um and we just all kind of like go on there and hang out and talk about stuff and do virtual events and it's fun it's a fun thing so anyway I'll put the the link to the Patreon in the show notes and uh, also to my email and to the Instagram account. And if you have time to leave a rating or a review on whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening on, then that's great too. That's a good, nice, free way to support the show and to help it grow and I appreciate all of you guys, and everyone's so wonderful, and everyone who reach out reaches out to me is so sweet, and I just love being able to, like, meet other people who are like me. It's been great, and okay, mm, yeah, I think that's all I have to say, and I'm starting to run out of words now, and I gotta go eat lunch. I'm hungry. All right, guys, I will talk to you next time. Bye!